Welcome to Thrive Deeper, the show based on the Thrive Bible Reading Guides. This is an ongoing conversation about God's Word with Thrive author, Dr. Matthew Jacoby. Well, here we are, Matt. Uh, episode Thrive Deeper 145. And uh, in the thick of kings. I'm, I'm here and I'm, I'm flipping between king as I... Look, this minute, I'm flipping between Kings and Chronicles, and yes. I think this whole episode is going to be a little bit like that, isn't it? It is going to be um, a little like that. So uh, it's really, man, it's interesting to see the choices of what of what Chronicles adds and what Kings leaves out. Yes, it really it underscores the the differences yeah. uh, in uh, what they were drawing from these stories. Yeah, and given some the of different contexts. Exactly, and some of them in Kings are really short, and you think, oh, it can't have been anything very eventful happening there. Mm. Then you go across to Chronicles, and there's like, you know, chapters of, mm. uh, uh, you know, narrative around that particular king. So uh, I think pretty much uh, last time we covered mm. off on Jeroboam and his rule throughout the southern kingdom. Yeah, uh, and, and we mentioned Rehoboam as well. Him. So we've yeah, got we Jeroboam in the north as uh, uh, taken um, – the northern ten tribes away, leaving Rehoboam in the south. Yep. Um, Jeroboam's kingdom is much bigger. Uh, Rehoboam initially, you know, kind of sets up to uh, try and get it back. Yes. Uh, now, prophet says to him, "Don't bother," mm. which was actually probably good advice anyway, because his kingdom w- was not strong at that stage, and it was much smaller. Jeroboam uh, probably would have uh, would have won that one. Yeah. So um, now. There's tension, in fact, uh, between these two. Most, more often than not, there's going to be tension between the two, between the north and the south. Yes. Um, uh, but there'll be moments where they get together, particularly to uh, fend off uh, foreign foreign invaders. But it's going to be a fairly fraught uh, relationship. Yeah. So we're kind of picking up here in terms of biblical references from sort of one Kings, the second half of chapter fourteen. Yeah. And then into Chronicles. That's right. As well, so just one, there's just one thing that I'll point out about yeah, Rehoboam, great. and this is actually a one of these instances where the writer of Chronicles adds something. Um, now, of course, the writer of Chronicles isn't really interested in the kings of Israel. He's just following uh, because that's written after the exile, you know, after sort of 500 um, BC. Uh, it's been a lot, you know, the, the Northern 10 tribes are a very, very distant memory by then. Um, the, uh, for, so that's when the book of Chronicles is written. The book of Kings is written actually when the, when the Jewish people are in exile. Yes. And in a sense, they had suffered the same fate as the Northern Kingdom did, which is why the story of the Northern Kingdom is actually important mm. uh, for them. And the, mm. um, because essentially they, they ended up going the same direction as the Northern Kingdom. So that's, what, that's why the book of Kings is actually interested in following uh, the trajectory uh, of the Northern Kingdom. Right. And, and there's a particular trajectory that, um, that the writer of Kings is going to follow when he's talking about um, the kings of Israel. Uh, it's because, of course, the promise was given to Jeroboam that if you walk in my ways, and uh, then I will establish you, you as a great kingdom, make, yep. your, make your kingdom secure. He didn't do that. He set up the golden calves. That yes. becomes the, the infamous sin of Jeroboam. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that idolatry sets in in the northern kingdom, and that's the thing that leads to their that leads to their demise. So, um, and we're going to see that come up again and again and again through subsequent. Yeah, things, and know, so the legacy the, of that. That's right. So mm. in the south, you know, that, that there's a mixture of of you know um, 
kind of kings who follow um, in God's ways and others that turn to uh, mm. idolatry. In the end, the prevalence of idolatry is going to lead to the destruction of the southern kingdom as well as, yes. the, uh, as the north. So that's the, that's the relevance for the writer of Kings in following this, because it was like, that's a warning. You got mm. a warning. You know, mm. this is what happens mm. when you turn away from God. He withdraws his protection from you and the, and the world around you caves in uh, upon you. Um, one of the things that the writer of Chronicles, so, so the writer of Chronicles is just interested in the trajectory of, of um, Judah or the Jews. Yeah. And um, one of the key things, and you see that this is a detail that as he expands on the stories of the kings of Judah, he, exp- he, he tells these stories of moments when they did, even the bad ones, when they did trust in God yes, or they did cry out to God. So you get these individual stories of when they cried out to God and, and God answered them, mm. you know, to show that even in the midst of your rebellion and evil, if you would just turn back to me and call up, call upon my name, that they learned yeah. this during the period of the judges, didn't they? Yeah. Um, you know, then I, I will, I will restore you. And that of course becomes important for uh, those that came back from exile because, you know, the question is, is God, is the God of da- Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and David and Solomon, is that God still with us? You yes, know? that's right. Uh, is our God still with us? And and the answer is yes. And if you turn to him and seek his face, yes, mm-hmm. you will see, you mm-hmm. will see that he is. So this brings me to the, the bit that, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, that the writer of, um, Chronicles adds in about Jeroboam. So, uh, so the writer of Kings, of course, records the fact that Jeroboam was attacked by, um, uh, by the Egyptian yes. uh, pharaoh, yep. uh, Shishak or Shoshank. Uh, names uh, in the ancient Near East, names can uh, can change or be changed a little bit. You know, it can be quite confusing with names. Often kings had two very different names or often there was a couple of different pronunciations or um so uh so the um the uh, Shishak as it says king of Egypt attacked Jerusalem. Uh this is reading from Kings uh, 14 and then verse 26. Uh, it says he carried off the treasures of the temple of the Lord and the treasures of the royal palace. He took everything including all the gold shields Solomon Solomon made. So King Rehoboam has to replace it all with bronze which was yep. uh, far less valuable. So what we get here so we see that all of that wealth of Solomon yep. is lost. Bang, it's lost as yep. this as the pharaoh comes north with his army. Uh he takes everything pretty much. Uh, and 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 all is lost, and probably here's a little bit of trivia. Uh, the uh, the the probably this is when the Ark of the Covenant was oh, taken right. away okay. as well. Okay, it doesn't mention. It's interesting. No one quite knows why it's not mentioned, mentioned. at oh. all. Oh, well. um, now it's less relevant because it's not as though Israel's God was taken away. No, uh, and in fact, if anything, there was a bit of a propensity, as we see in the first book of Samuel, mm. when they took the ark in, in into battle. There was a there was a slight tendency to treat the ark as a bit of an idol. Yes. Um, yeah. So it it may well be. I mean, we don't know for sure, but it may well be. But this this is when the ark of the covenant was mm. well, uh, was, was was taken away. Yeah. Um, so that's all we have really uh, now. Yeah, now we see that. Uh, now we actually know that this was a major campaign uh, on the part of Egypt. Uh, they they actually wanted to subjugate the whole area. Um, now, because of internal weaknesses in Egypt, they basically with, uh, drew tribute, which was all of this treasure. Yep. Uh, they basically plundered the nation, then went back down south to deal with their issues uh, down in the south. Now, 
In Chronicles, though, um, when uh, the the Egyptians are doing their thing uh, in the land, um, it says here in Chronicles 12, um, from verse, let's read from verse 5, right, yep. then the prophet uh, Shemaiah came to Rehoboam and the leaders of Judah who had assembled in Jerusalem for fear of Shishak, uh, the Egyptian pharaoh. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he said to them, this is what the Lord says. You have abandoned me. Therefore, I now abandon you to Shishak. Yeah. Verse six, the leaders of Israel and the king humbled themselves and said, the Lord is just. When the Lord saw that they humbled themselves, this word of the Lord came to Shemaiah. Since they have humbled themselves, I will not destroy them, but will soon give them deliverance. My wrath will not be poured out on Jerusalem through Shishak. They will, however, become subject to him so that they may learn the difference between serving me and serving the kings of other lands. So it's interesting. Writer of Kings is less interested in that moment. Yes. Uh, But the writer of Chronicles wants to show how even in the midst of Rehoboam's disregard of God, That when he humbled himself and he sought the face of God, God answered. Bang, yep. you know, and we're going to see that feature uh, throughout uh, throughout these books. Yeah. So that's Rehoboam. Let's leave Rehoboam uh, uh, behind in the dust yeah. as we as we scoot through this. Um, uh, Rehoboam's son uh, Abijah yeah. uh, becomes king. Um, he uh, again he doesn't follow uh, follow God. There is. War between him, it's, it says in 15 verse 6, yeah. there was war between Abijah and Jeroboam throughout uh, Abijah's life. Yep. Um, we have a longer, again, about Abijah, we just get a sort of couple of paragraphs in the book Kings. of Kings, but we yes. have a much longer account uh, in chapter 13. In chapter 13. Uh, it tells oh, the story about how one of these battles uh, with Jeroboam, mm. um, how... Uh, Abijah did actually trust in God at one point. Well, he was completely surrounded. And basically yeah, completely they surrounded. Gonna, they were going to be completely annihilated. Be, that's right. They were going to be completely mm-hmm. annihilated. And then it says in verse uh, 14 of uh, uh, one, 2 Chronicles 13, mm. it says, Judah turned and saw that they were being attacked at both front and rear. And here it is. Then they cried out to the Lord. Yeah. The priests blew their trumpets and the men of Judah raised the battle cry. At the sound of the battle cry, God routed Jeroboam and, Israel, mm. and all Israel before Abida and Judah. Uh, and then it says down in verse 18, the Israelites were subdued on that occasion and the people of Judah were victorious because they relied on the Lord, the God of their yeah. ancestors. Yeah, right. So even in the midst of his rebellion, yet again, this is the key theme yes. in, uh, in the book of Chronicles. Yep, you got it really wrong. You went way off track. Even in the midst of your, if you cry out to God, there is nothing that God wants to, mm. more mm. than for you to turn back to him. Mm. Uh, you don't ever get to the point where you think, oh, I've, I've gone too, too far. far. It's too, you know, I'm, I, 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 surely I can't cry out to God now. No. Uh, the writer of Chronicles saying, no, if you turn back to God, he will show mercy because more than anything, he wants his children to come back to him yeah. and to walk with him. And we'll see that kind of that kind of um, issue with a, with a subsequent king yeah. know, where he perhaps does feel that he's gone too far. That's right, with King, uh, Asa. With king Asa. Mm. So, and ag- yet again, we have quite a short account of King Asa's rule mm. in the Book of Kings. Yes. The Book of, you know, Book of Kings is is speedily showing a trajectory. It's a much more um, 
you know, it's a much briefer account. It moves quicker because it wants to show a general trajectory of where things, how things ended in the exile. Right. Um, so, you know, Asa is a good king. His heart was fully uh, devoted to the Lord. Uh, he has this moment where he's attacked and he, you know, he makes a treaty. Uh, he, um, He's attacked by the Arameans, makes a treaty with the king of Israel yep. uh, so, that, so that he can help him. Uh, we're briefly told that he has some disease in his feet, but that's pretty much all. Basically, he was a good king in, yes. in, yep. um, in the book for the <clears throat> writer of Kings. Kings. Now, we get a much longer account mm. Mm. in the book of Chronicles of Asa, king of Judah. And it's one of my favorite stories. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's one of my favorite stories. A- uh, it is. Uh, it is a tragic story. Mm. Um, uh, it says about Asa, king of Judah. He did what was right. And this is Second um, Chronicles fourteen. Yep. From verse 2, Asa did what was good and right in the eyes of the Lord his God. He removed the foreign altars and the high places. He smashed the sacred stones, cut down the Asherah poles. He commanded Judah to seek the Lord, the God of their ancestors, and obey his laws and commands. I've highlighted in, in, on my, in my digital yes. Bible, whenever it refers to seeking the Lord, I've yeah, highlighted this. Right. In, in, uh, and, and it's, you know, these green highlights all the way through uh, the, the, the book of uh, Chronicles. Um. So, you know, he builds up and, and anyway, he tells this story, which isn't recorded in, in the book of uh, Kings, uh, how Azira the Cushite marches out, uh, one of these kings, probably from the sort of uh, more from Arabia, somewhere down there, uh, comes out with an army, thousands upon thousands, right? Chariots and, and, mm. and all of this. And he takes up battle positions. And then it says in verse 11 of Second uh, Chronicles 14, then Asa called to the Lord his God. And we have this beautiful prayer uh, of Asa about how he relied uh, upon the Lord and this army against all the odds was completely crushed. Yeah. Um, It says such a great number of Cushites fell that they could not recover. They were crushed before the Lord and his Mm. forces, right? Mm. God fought for Asa. Great. So Asa responds by instituting this great reform and, Yep, and uh, revival and that's right. Uh, the, 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 this this prophet um, uh, Azariah comes to Asa and he says uh, in chapter fifteen, "Listen to me, Asa and all Judah and Benjamin. The Lord is with you when you are with him. If you seek him, he will be found by yes. you." This is yes. again. I've underscored that in green because it's this theme uh, in um, uh, in the book of Chronicles, uh, and so. He uh, he assembles all the people. It says in down in verse twelve, they entered into a covenant to seek the Lord, yep. the God of their ancestors, with all of their heart and soul. And and it says they sought God eagerly, and He was found by them. So the Lord gave them rest on every side. Mm. Okay, so this mm. is as remember, there's this constant warring yes. between the northern kingdom. So this is a moment of rest. The Lord gives them rest. And interesting here, it's interesting also that um, by this stage, the tribes of Ephraim, Manasseh. And Manasseh, Simeon, Manasseh yeah. and Simeon have also kind of defected, in a sense, to yeah. the rule of under King. Yeah, that's Judah right. Because yeah. they'd seen God yeah. at work in this. And yeah, that's right. That, and they were, you know, coming. That's right. So that even the northern kingdom there is, 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 is losing ground. Yeah, that's right. So, you know, uh, so as the writer of Kings points out, and it says this down in verse 17 of Second Chronicles chapter 15, um, you know, Asa's heart was fully committed to the Lord all of his life. That's sort of general statement. But yeah. then we get this yeah, yeah. tragic story 
Um, it says in chapter 16, in the 36th year of Asa's reign, Basha, king of Israel, went up against Judah and fortified Ramah to prevent anyone, prevent anyone from leaving mm. or entering the territory of Asa, king of Judah. And he, uh, uh, s- sorry, this is where I'm going to correct what I said before. It wasn't the Arameans that were attacking. Was it was actually the northern kingdom yep. uh, that attacked. And, and, he, and the problem, he goes to the Arameans. For help, it's this is treaty. That's right, and makes a treaty with the Arameans, which is even worse. So, so that's and or, so. Or, yeah, he actually asked them to break the treaty they'd already made. Yeah, in the Northern Kingdom. Yeah, that's and, right. And yeah, you know. exactly. Mm. So, so the writer of Kings records that, but there's no real comment uh, no. about that. Okay, mm. or, or that that that's not problematized. But here it is. Here, this is a problem mm. because it's Basha, king of Israel, very weak Northern Kingdom, uh, and he goes up and he fortifies. But uh, basically, he lays siege to the That's city right. of Ramah, which yep. is a, a one of the a Judean towns. Mm. Uh, so it's not a big, it's not a big issue. Certainly not as big as the Cushite invasion, right? No, that's right. So Asa takes all of this, all of the the, the gold out of the Lord's temple. temple. Yep. Man, and that's a big deal because yeah. that's stuff devoted to the Lord, right? He takes it and he gives it to Ben-Hadad, king of Aram. He says, break your treaty because he had this treaty with the northern kingdom yep. and, and help me out here. Essentially, it's a bribe. Yeah. You know, help you me should, out here. Like, right. you, you got to help. So he's going, he's running off to... So this is this devastating moment and, and you, you sense the grief, yeah. you know, the real grief of, uh, of God. This, this really grieves God and, and it's in verse 7... Um, and it, verse, does, it doesn't seem like it was all that long ago that he's standing no. in front of the people saying, because we've trusted yeah. in the Lord and we've sought the Lord, this is why yeah. we find ourselves in and this And they entered now. into a covenant exactly. to always seek yeah. God. And, and this is, you know, I mean, this is what... Because essentially they entered into that covenant under mm. Moses... Yes. Didn't they? Yes. They entered into that covenant again under Joshua. Mm. We are going to devote ourselves to the Lord. Again and again and again, uh, they entered into that covenant with Solomon. Yes. We are going yeah. to seek the Lord, mm. right? We we absolutely, you know, this is we are going to pe- we're going to be a people who are characterized by going to God first yeah. when yeah. we have problems, right? Yeah. That's going to, you know, that's going to characterize us. So and and we've seen from the story of Assad that when this vast Kushite army comes against him, that they go to God, he answers. Mm. Uh, he, he, God can do this, right? Yes. But in this case, for some reason, and we don't know why, Asa has this lapse of faith, That's right? right. Yep. And, uh, and so Hanani the seer, this prophet, comes to King Asa, it says uh, in verse 7, and he says, Because you relied on the king of Aram and not on the Lord your God, the army of the king of Aram has escaped from your hand. We're not the Cushites, the Libyans, a mighty army with great numbers of chariots and horsemen. Yet when you relied on the Lord, he delivered them into your hands. Yeah. For the eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. Mm. You have done a foolish thing, Asa. From now on, you will be at war. So no longer the peace. He's at war. That's Why? Right. Because he didn't trust in the Lord. And then And the yeah. peace period had probably been around a decade, I think. Mm, probably. It would yeah. have been around ten years, I yeah. think, the, the, the period of peace. So quite a, a yeah. substantial. And this is this happens right at the end, you know, yeah. as you think, wow, what yeah. a yep. like what a what a tragedy. And um and then it kind of gets worse because mm. it says down in verse twelve, in the thirty ninth year of his reign, Asa was afflicted with a disease in his feet. Well, Those, first of all, first of all, he got angry with the seer and chuck him in prison. Oh yes, that's right. Yeah, you know, and and so he was he was angry. Yes, about important that. detail. Thank yeah, you. Yes. Yeah, no. And yeah. And, and then so he's so actually, and and that's that's a key point, Stu, because, uh, you know, 
he could have said, oh, and repented exactly. and turned back to the Lord, right? Yep. When he when that oracle was was brought to him, mm. you know, but he he doesn't. No. He actually, he didn't tell me what I the, wanted to hear. Yeah, so you throws go. the prophet <laughs> yeah. in prison. Yeah. Yeah. And then it says, at the same time, Asa brutally oppressed some of his own people. Yeah. Yeah. Man, this guy's suddenly in a really bad place. What's mm-hmm. going? Mm-hmm. It's you know, it's it's not dissimilar to Solomon. You know, because in a sense, Solomon, yeah. it ended up. I mean, every, he brought great prosperity to the nation. Everything was going well, real golden age. But by the end, he was really burdening the people. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he was not quite, but they were almost nearly slaves, you know, mm-hmm. to, uh, yeah. man, it was terrible. So this is, you know, the same sort of trajectory here, tragic trajectory. Mm-hmm. Um, and it says, though his disease was severe. So this is the before disease he died, in his feet. In his yeah. Di- yeah. Though his disease, even in his illness, it he says here, he did not seek help from the Lord, mm-hmm. but only from his physicians. You know, not that there's anything wrong with seeking help from the physicians, but, yeah. you know, like, and, and you think, I wonder why mm. he doesn't even then, you know, well, maybe, maybe he thought back, he thought, oh, I, I'm, I'm, beyond I'm, it. I'm beyond it now. Mm-hmm. Because let's face it, he'd put a, imprisoned a prophet of the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Wow, I've done that. I've repressed he, my own people. He'd used all the yeah. money from the temple. He used, I, and, yeah, I've, yeah, you know. I've emptied the temple of yeah. all its man. I, he's probably thinking, "No, I, I've I've gone too far. Yeah, I, I've I, I've lost it now. God's uh, he doesn't want God doesn't want to talk to me now." And we can feel like that. Sometimes. We can absolutely. I've and gone too like, far. Exactly right. You and know, the God's tragedy not going to accept me now. That's right. And the tragedy is, and this is what the what the message really, and this is what the chronicler mm. wants us to get here is that reality is mm. God was grieved even at this point. I just want you to turn back to me. Mm. I just mm. want you to come back to me. God was willing to hear him, mm. you know, but he just thought, no, God, it's, I've gone to, no, you can never go too far. And, and this is essentially the, the message of, of Chronicles. Yes, you, you turned away from God. Yes, but God accepts you. Yes. Uh, you know, and, and we can move forward now mm. from where we're, it's a, just a profound, mm. profound And it's interesting also just looking through that. It's off, it's in, in these cases, well, what's reported here in Chronicles anyway, it's not until they're actually at a point where it is hopeless unless mm. God steps in yeah. that we often turn to God. Yeah. You know, it's like we're, we're, you know, we're happy to keep doing things in our own strength when it looks like we can achieve, but when it gets to mm. the impossible, you know, and in yeah. both of those cases, I think they were outnumbered at least two to one yeah. in those battles. It wasn't yeah. until that moment yeah. where like, well, I can't do this. Yeah, that's so it's right. Either yeah. God or it's no one. Yeah, uh, it's only at that point that they actually yeah. turn, turn to. But God that's okay you know? because, and, in a sense, the message is. is God would rather you turn to it because that's exactly the thing. You know, right. we, you know, we, we go off track. I mean, maybe you know, uh, for someone who's been years, maybe even, and, mm. and then something happens, you think, oh, I can't. Yeah, that's a bit. You know. Uh, yes, it's you know, it's a bit of an insult if I now suddenly start praying. No. Mm. No, God just wants you to call out. <laughs> yes. you know, and if your circumstance uh, means that that becomes the occasion where you realise that, oh, actually, I do need God. Yeah. Uh, well, better than yeah, that's better. Exactly right. You know, that's better. So you know, so we um, we then in Kings now we flip because we're flitting between, aren't we? And it it, yes. it goes down to, and we have a, a series of accounts of what's happening up in the north. north. <laughs> right. This is during the uh, the the reign of of Asa. And what can we say, Stu? It's, it's that's right. It's carnage. It's hill. absolutely <laughs> yeah. carnage. Yeah. So, um, mm. um, so Nadab uh, becomes king uh, in the south. Now Nadab is in the, the north. S- it, sorry, in the north. Uh, 
he's the son of Jeroboam. Yep. Okay, so oh, this looks like a dynasty. Yeah. See, that's the sign of success in mm-hmm. in the you know if you have a dynasty, um, and we see this, there's an enduring dynasty in, in the south in south, yep. in Jerusalem in Judah. Uh, so this is kind of looking good. Uh, Nadab becomes king. Uh, he reigns, but he does evil in the eyes of the Lord. He follows in the way of his father, committing the same sin his father caused Israel to commit. That's going to be the assessment. We're going to hear that repeated throughout this. It's always going to refer back to the sin of Jeroboam. Mm. You know, I think this says something about legacy. You know that mm. the gods that you set up are most more likely than not going to going to be the gods that your children worship. Yes, and we see this uh, happening here. And um, but there's a plot against him. There's you know there's there's a civil war. Uh, Basha, son of Ahijah from the tribe of Issachar, yep. plots against him, yep. strikes him down. He becomes king. As soon as he becomes to reign, he actually begins to kill off. Uh, he he kills off Jeroboam's whole. And these family. are pretty short reigns. So Nadab was only like two years. Yeah, that's so right. This, this isn't happening over a long period yeah. of time. This is happening so pretty quickly. Jeroboam's here. whole. Family yes. is cut off. Now, remember, God had promised Jeroboam, if you walk in my ways, I will set up for you an enduring dynasty. Yes. Yeah. But now, but he doesn't, mm. and his whole family is wiped, wiped out, out. In, in the next generation. Yeah. So, um, so then Basha becomes uh, king uh, of Israel. He also does uh, evil. You and- know, he he. Follows in the same sins. Yeah. And Basha was the king that we just heard about Asa fighting against, yeah. and Basha was the one who was building the, yeah. the the fortress to prevent people getting to Judah. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah. That's Basha. Yeah, that's right. So there's a sense of promise for Basha. I mean, he hears from a prophet, yep. uh, you know, uh, the prophet Jehu. Um, uh, you know, but but there's he, he's just not he's just not responsive uh, to God. I, I'm mm. you know. Um, um, he says, "I'm gonna." This prophet comes and basically predicts doom over his yes. house. Yep. So um, his son. Uh, let me see if there's anything else to say about this. So no, he just dies. Yep. Uh, he dies. His son succeeds him. So okay. So the question. Okay, is this another? You know, another try at a dynasty, right? Bash has become. Is his now? His son takes over. Okay, yep. this is looking good. Um, Elah reigns two yep. years. Yep. Zimri, one of his officials who had command of half his chariots, plotted against him. So here we have another, yet another internal yeah. revolution, yeah. Um, and and he's uh, he's struck uh, Eli struck down, and Zimri takes his place, and he kills off all of Basha's family. That's right, right. So that the, so that he can't have uh, a dynasty. Mm. Look, in the ancient world, this all means something. This means that this there's a. Um, this is just chaos. Yeah, yeah. Clearly. This is chaos. Yeah, yeah. Uh, conti- continual infighting. Um, Zim- so Zimri uh, uh, becomes king. Yep. He reigns all of seven days. Seven days. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this is really going downhill, Stu. Like really going, uh, going downhill. Uh, a certain Omri plots against him. Uh, and essentially, he committed suicide. I think he basically burned Zimri, himself down. In yeah, the, Zimri in, in uh, the yeah, palace. commits suicide. <laughs> yep. So Omri takes over. Yep. And now it's interesting here, Stu, actually, because Omri, we, we only get, again, a few verses about Omri. Mm. Um, you know, because all for the right of kings, look, Omri becomes king. I mean, he comes becomes king uh, through, a, through this plot. Um, 
He's going to. Be, he is also going to be succeeded by his uh, son uh, Ahab. Yep. But Ahab's family then is going to be wiped out. Yep. Uh, you, you know, we, we'll, we'll and we'll, we'll see that. that. We'll get to that. Uh, so that's all that's really relevant mm. for because he follows in the ways of Jeroboam, and so that yes, though his son succeeds him, his son also is evil, and that's the the infamous Ahab, who who, um, yeah. who marries Jezebel. Probably, he it may well be that Omri married his son off to Jezebel. Right. Uh, that may well be the case. Mm. Uh, we'll say a little bit about that when we talk about uh, Ahab. But again, the, the, the sins are largely around idolatry and yeah. you know, provoking yeah. God in terms of yeah. you know, the people yeah. worshipping other idol, worshipping idols, you know, other gods. Yeah. Now, Omri, <clears throat> interestingly, Omri is actually well known. He becomes a, quite a well-known international figure. Right. I mean, he Omri uh, is quite a gifted politician, uh, quite a gifted ruler. He really expands the, the, you know, expands the Northern Kingdom. Right. Actually, becomes quite prosperous under his rule. There is uh, later um, Assyrian records that refer to Israel as the House of Omri. Okay. So, um, uh, so he, you know, and and that means something because if way over in Assyria they know about you. You know yeah, the House of Omri. You, you've you know you've really, uh, in in worldly sense, you've really got mm. some success. Mm. But in the writer for the writer book of Kings, there's no success here. Yeah. Like he may have been a really powerful, uh, powerful king. Uh, he's the one, by the way, that um, puts the capital in Samaria. Yes, he, he puts uh, makes Samaria yeah. builds Samaria up a capital, the and there are excavations there yep. in Samaria yep. uh, uh, to this uh, to this day. And yet he was only king again for twelve years, and yet was able yeah. to clearly build this reputation. Well, in in twelve years he time. does a lot. Yeah, uh, he does right. a lot, and it becomes very prosperous mm. uh, kingdom. Uh, probably, this is probably the beginning in the midst of that pro- prosperity. Probably the beginning of a lot of injustice. Right. Uh, so, um, you know, big gap between the the wealthy and the poor. Um. Uh, you know the 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 famous story about Ahab taking Naboth's vineyard probably yes. wasn't an unusual kind of thing. Event. Yeah, um, okay. So so, it's a wealthy kingdom, but it's not in a good state. Right. Yeah. You know, there's not you know, there's no justice in this kingdom. Mm. Um. So, but look, the writer of um, the writer of Kings isn't interested in how. No, that's right. <laughs> in how politically successful yeah, right. he was, he was a failure, and uh, and his legacy is gonna uh, is gonna be destroyed uh, when when Ahab becomes and king. And as we often see, if you want to find out more about him, then look it up in the historical records of Israel's kings. Yeah, I'm not going to speak to it here in any detail. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Moving on. Yeah, exactly. King Ahab. Uh, he's basically irrelevant. You yeah, know, Omri, right. and you know, an ancient Eastern. Mm-hmm. Whoa, whoa, hang on a minute. Wasn't Omri a big deal in yeah, the ancient yeah. world? Yeah, but not not a big. Deal in the in God's economy. If anything, he just was part of the problem. Yeah, uh, because of course his son Ahab becomes king. Mm. Ahab was married off to Jezebel, who was a Phoenician princess. Yes, uh, Phoenicians were uh, were really um, important traders. They they were big in the shipping industry in the day. Yeah. Uh, so if you wanted if you wanted um, some hefty trade, trade yep. then the Phoenicians were your people um, mm. and. It's kind of you know Solomon had a close in order to build his wealth. He had a treaty I, yes. with with the Phoenicians, uh, uh, whose capital was Tyre. Tyre and Sidon mm-hmm. were the uh, capital for the for the Phoenicians. Phoenicians. Um, so uh, so he he builds this. Um, mm. He built you know Solomon built that uh, alliance. Trade, right? Yep. 
uh, it, you know, King of the Sidonians, that's basically the, the Phoenicians, uh, Tyre and Sidon are the two mm. uh, major cities up there. Um, uh, Jezebel, uh, like, you know, as with when Solomon married these women, um, they come with their own gods. Religions and and, gods, and yep. they're, you know, these are important trade alliances, so you don't want to mm. mess with that. Mm. They're going to let them do what they want to do, otherwise they're going to write home to dad yep. and you'll be in problem. You're, you, you'll be in trouble. Um, we're going to, when we get to Ahab and Elijah, we're going to learn, we're going to hear a lot about Jezebel. Yes. Uh, because uh, while Ahab remains at least nominally devoted hmm. to Yahweh, the hmm. God of Israel, um, the uh, you know she's going to set about wiping out that uh, you know the the, the sort of um, that religion wanting to establish. Baal. The worship of Baal yeah. uh, in Israel. So, and in fact, in fact, Ahab actually builds a temple. Uh, yeah, for, yeah, that's right. Baal. Builds a temple uh, to Baal because again, he's got to keep his. Yeah. I mean, for the sake of the prosperity of the kingdom, he's got to keep this alliance happy. Mm. And so Jezebel comes with a lot of power. Mm. Really, yeah, right. She's a real. She's pulling levers. You get the sense behind the scene. Yeah. But look, in uh, we, we should say something about Jehoshaphat because. Um, uh, are we talking about Jehoshaphat today? I think we or might what? end up coming to him a little bit later. Yeah, actually. let's come so, to him later. Yeah. So, um, uh, so as I said, Ahab again, Omri, Ahab, the house of Omri becomes very successful. Uh, you, you see that during the, the the time of Ahab. This is the time when God really starts to, you know, speak louder mm. to this people. You're mm. going and you're going way, way off, off track, track here. Yep. And you're about to, because way over in the north, as this is happening, mm. sorry, northeast, yes, uh, the Assyrian Empire is growing. is is growing, mm. and uh, the uh, yeah, th- there's a there's a storm coming their way, mm. and it's going to completely wipe them out. And they are not the house built on the rock; they're the house built on the sand yes, right now. That's right. And the prophets Elijah and Elisha and and subsequently Isaiah and who's, who's, you know, yeah. these other, uh, Isaiah and Amos, I should yeah. say, yeah. are going to be been. speaking to these northern kings saying, you need to get your act together yes. because there's a storm coming and anyone not built on the rock, as Jesus said, is going to is going to crash. Mm. Um, uh, and the sad and tragic story of Israel is that it does crash. Completely and utterly. Yeah. Uh, and they, because they hold on to this trajectory. Mm. There's a profound lesson in this, Stu, uh, that I think uh, we we really need to grasp um, the God that we worship, the gods that we set up. What we and and what I mean by that is who we rely on. Mm. Who do we really rely? Where do we find our security? I or mean, we what? can yeah, yeah, you know, as families, we can, yep. you know, we can sort of bring our kids to church, and but but we can at the same time kind of be at least implicitly implicitly telling them to sort of. Follow the Australian dream of yes. you know uh, wealth and security and yes. and uh, you know and career and and sort of push you know you got to you know because we want them to have a good life and be secure. But mm. really, how ultimately, mm. where is the only security is in That's God's right. purpose? 
you know, and who knows what's coming up in the future and what we might need to be equipping our children for. And I believe that there's a profound message in this. You know, we, we need to be equipping uh, our children for more than just being, you know, prosperous citizens that have their own worldly security. Man, who knows what's up ahead? We need to be teaching our children to rely on God because as the writer of Chronicles shows us again and again and again, when we rely on God, it changes everything. It can change our whole trajectory. That's what sets up a legacy for the future. Thanks for listening to this episode of Thrive Deeper. Our home on the internet is thrivetoday.tv. You can contact us, ask questions, see all our resources and much more at our website, thrivetoday.tv. We really appreciate the questions and thoughts about what you're reading as we go through the Bible with Thrive. Until next time, our prayer is that these shows will inspire you to go deeper and thrive. Thank you.